RadioInfluence.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Overcast Val and Beans. So there's a weird hurricane, Frank. I don't know if you caught this down in it's come it's over Puerto Rico now. I guess it's hitting DR. Yeah. Usually, whenever these hurricanes come up, through the whole island of Puerto Rico into a blackout, which we were just, my, my in-laws were visiting, and we were just talking about Puerto Rico and how beautiful it is there, and because they're from there. And then whatever, hurricane comes, knocks the whole island out again. And usually these things take a track either into the Carolinas or up by you. And this right. thing is just going to make like a complete right turn off into the ocean. <laughs> just weird it's just leaving it's just leaving it's it's gonna like basically arch up and and you know not even come anywhere near the coast of the united states oh well i mean that's good but that's good for us yeah and you know it's weird because it just came right after everybody was talking about how we've had like no hurricane season this year yeah there have been no named storms but it's it's fiona so there had to have been some otherwise this wouldn't be at f well oh they go in order like that every year yeah, I thought so. Uh, I don't. I didn't know about that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, no. Do they name hurricanes in alphabetical order? If they have, then maybe they just yeah. Pick. They do. So j- do another search. How uh, how many hur- uh, twenty twenty two hurricanes? Twenty twenty two hurricanes. How many hurricanes have there been? Six, of which two have become hurricanes. But it's the first time since 2014 there have been no major hurricanes as of the season's halfway point. Okay. So Fiona and A, B, C, D, E. Yeah, there. makes sense. Hmm. Gotcha. They name, the, they name everything. They named tropical depressions now. <laughs> Damn, if, okay. if, if anybody ever wants to go and take a look at the tropics during hurricane season, go to tropicaltidbits.com. It's this meteorologist who, I guess he's now got his doctorate. I've been looking at him for years, uh, named Levi. And he does a really, really amazing service for everybody. You can, like, check pat, uh, pathways and forecast models, and he has a blog. It's really good. I See, I didn't even know that. I, this, I'm learning something today. I did not know that that is what the protocol was every hurricane season. I thought that it was a little bit more at random, and if it was... If it was in alphabetical order, then it might have picked up from where last season left off because it's the first hurricane I'm, I'm hearing about. Yeah, no, it's, it starts today every every year, and they have the names preordained already. Wow. This one, this one, they named after a Shrek character. I also happen to like the name Fiona. It's a good one. Anyway, so it's a good one. Yeah, so pray for the people of Puerto Rico because that's never, never, never fun. Um, we do have to talk though for a good amount of time today. About the DeSantis Martha's Vineyard trip, mm-hmm. because <laughs> it's given us some of the best memes of the year, though. Oh my gosh! This dude on uh, Twitter who has—he's a journalist, apparently. I never heard of him before, but um, he—he he is in a couple of Martha's Vineyard Facebook groups where they think that they're alone talking to each oh, other. Oh yes! Did you see this? I've seen some of these screenshots. Yes. His name is Dr. Turtle Boy on Twitter, but he says, I'm in a couple of Martha's Vineyard Facebook book groups and they're all turning on each other, calling out their friends for not letting migrants in their summer homes. Uh, 
So like someone says, what else do they need? And, and Tom D replies, they need housing. You have two summer homes. Yeah. And then I'm just going to go through them because they're really, really funny. Um, this one here, <laughs> Obama has room. I'm sure he does, but that's not the point. Actually, yeah. it, it kind of is the point. It's the exact point. <laughs> it is the precise point. And as I said on my, didn't we talk about, did we talk about this at all? I don't think so. It was Friday. Maybe we did. I don't yeah. remember our show on Friday at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that we did. Okay. I'm pretty sure that cool. we did, but, but that's exactly the whole thing. When, when I was, when I saw people saying we, we can't have, it's 50 and we can't, we don't have the resources to think the resources that had to be marshaled for villages like my own. Oh, we be, did talk about this. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's just hilarious. So I, nobody's letting them off, letting them off the hook. I, I mean, this is one person says this is heartbreaking house. This is heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. How sick is DeSantis to treat people like that? Oh. I mean, sending them to Martha's Vineyard of all That's places. That's right. Then we listened to Ken Burns. Ken Burns? We listened to Ken Burns on Friday. Oh, yes, yes, yes. filmmaker. Yes. Kathy Landers, find them permanent housing? I'm sorry, but I thought they were there was a housing shortage here. Yeah. Yeah, you could just open up a bedroom, people. Open up one of your bedrooms. Get them in there. Can we just come and give them nice clothing? Can't we just give them nice clothing? I've got some Gucci knockoffs. Can't we? Can't we just give them some nice clothing? And someone's like, yeah, you're funny. And then this one was the best. This one was the best. Eight, uh, Dr. Turtle Boy says, I found them. The only liberal in Massachusetts who thinks they should practice what they preach. Ready? Yeah. We, he says, who voted Democrat, promised our support for illegal immigration and supported a sanctuary state. Now the illegal immigrants are being transported to us because our votes agreed to support them. I can't understand how anyone can formulate a logical argument as to why we shouldn't receive these folks. The border states voted not to support open borders, illegal immigration. So it makes sense they would transport these folks to an area that welcomes them. What is the argument? Florida is doing the right thing in helping place these people where they are welcome. I don't understand the controversy. I wonder if that's really a, a liberal. Sounds vote. to me like a conservative shrouded in a liberal costume. That, that sounds like a, that sounds like a troll because because a liberal would avoid using the word illegal immigration from the get go. Yeah, it's 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 funny. I wonder what like the demo of Martha's Vineyard political persuasion is like. I think they're probably I, very liberal. I think it's 80 percent Democrat. Yeah. Um, you're, someone says you're going to need to build government housing projects for those in need. And then someone else says, I wonder how much they're paying for rent since there's hardly anywhere to stay. And then someone says, we're going to have to house them in hotels. That's what Texas has been doing. I can't believe they <laughs> this. One. I can't believe they delivered these poor people to one of the most expensive places to live. My heart goes out to them and to the Islanders that will have to do some serious work here. The only good thing is that at least they will be treated with kindness on the island. Yeah, until they're shipped off to a military base flanked by 300 National Guardsmen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's, 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 I was saying to myself, uh, imagine what they're what these what these yuppies are going to be saying 10 years from now. They're going to refer to it as the migrant crisis of 22. The 50 people that came into town for 12 hours. It's funny because all the the the. the press on it was like humanitarian crisis in Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. Humanitarian <laughs> like, crisis. They, uh, and I, I saw one guy, I think he was a state representative. 
for um, for Martha's Vineyard and in their state government in, in uh, Massachusetts. And he said something like we pulled together. We uh, we brought in beds and uh, and uh, we set up a play area for children. And I'm thinking and I'm saying to myself, how hilarious, how 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 what an amazing public way to own yourself and to pat yourself about on your back to set up 50 hammocks and a seesaw mm-hmm. only to have them get shipped off by the military in uh, in 12, 12 hours later. We played the, we played the clip of the woman who who said they can't stay here. <laughs> hey, listen, she's only saying what they're all thinking. I, yeah. I mean, this is what has been shrouded. Otherwise, conveniently shrouded by distance and walls and income barriers. They don't like that barrier taken down because this is what's underneath all of that with their with their nonsense virtue signaling. That's what lives underneath. And to be honest, it's not a b- uncontroversial place to be. I don't blame anybody in Martha's Vineyard for saying I don't want these people here. And it's not because they are coming from Central or South America. It doesn't matter where they're coming from. They got here illegally as a part of a major political operation that they actually vote for. I know. And and I know. And and it just it is it has been DeSantis is a freaking genius. He's a genius because Chicago and D.C. and New York City, it's just not the same impact as sending them to an island full of rich liberals and making. Here's DeSantis. Here, wait, hold on. Let me rewind this because this is great here. The people, they give them a release form to sign. They actually give them a packet, and in that packet included a map of Martha's Vineyard. So it was obvious that that's where they were going, and they gave that to them. And, and, and here's the thing. It's all voluntary because it's just the type of thing where we think that's the right way to do it. I mean, I think that if, if the states could send, I would send back to Mexico or back to the home country. But here we are doing it voluntarily. They sign a release, and then they get a packet. So they did get a packet that had the map of Martha's Vineyard. And they're also treated, you know, very well with all this. I mean, they're they're treated well with meals and everything. This is not I saw somebody on CNN try to say sending 50 illegal aliens to wealthy Martha's Vineyard is reminiscent of the Holocaust. And I just thought to myself, uh, has the world gone totally mad? I mean, these are voluntary uh, transportation that they're signing up for, but they're given a, a good ride. They're given everything. And that's just, you know, it's a humane thing to do. What's not humane is what Biden is doing. He's false, given a false promise. The border is open, luring people to come here for political purposes and then basically cutting these people loose and leaving high and dry. What he should say is, you know, our border's not open. Uh, you know, there's ways to apply to come to this country, but just simply barreling across the border is not one of them. And I think you can trace all this back to him coming to office and reversing President Trump's policies, not because the, Trump's policies were wrong. It was all just a big virtue signal because they don't like Trump. So they have to do everything the opposite of him. Well, now I think we've seen with New York City and D.C., when they used to beat their chest when Trump was in office saying they were sanctuary jurisdictions, and then the minute Texas starts busing there, then they get very bent out of shape about it. And so let's just do good policy. I am happy that um, our, and these are just the beginning efforts. I mean, we've got an infrastructure in place now. There's going to be a lot more that's happening. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, the great, and, the, and the best thing outside of that is, that there were some reports that some of the people who were sent up to places like Martha's Vineyard or D.C. were getting 
uh, were getting plane tickets back down to Florida because they said that they had friends or family that they can stay with down there that are already here in the country. So whether that's true or not, the fact that these liberals are now are, are also now saying, ha, ha, oh, well, guess what? We're shipping these people right back down to I know. you. <laughs> and, and, once again, once again, it just shows how flippant and how easy it is for them to treat people like political volleyballs. It's just meanwhile, it, the other thing that I don't think anybody is thinking about or talking about at all is that even green card holders who have been here for like decades, if they don't get the vaccine, Frank, they're deported, deported, deported with no, they don't, with no, just kicked. I don't understand it. Like what's the logic here? I, I, it's bad. Like there are some people who have been here for like 50 or 60 years now, granted, I'm sure that like we can have a, a discussion about why they're still here on a green card after 50 or 60 years, but they're getting deported if they don't get the shot. So it just it's it's a big contradictory ball of wax. As a matter of fact, 850 unvaxxed New York City teachers and aides are fired for not complying with the mandate. They're still doing this. 2000 school employees have been fired in New York for failure to comply with the vaccine mandate, which is being struck down in court left and right. And as I told you, um nearly 400,000 children in New York City have been disqualified from playing sports and doing extracurriculars like music because they aren't fully vaccinated and they're refusing to do so. Stay strong, people. That's all I could say. Yep. Yep. Because this is especially I have a bunch of things. Hold on one second. I'm just going to pause it for a sec. So Dr. Ryan Cole, who's the pathologist, um, Let's just listen to this because it's it's tracking with all the data that's coming out. Here we go. The spike protein is a toxin. So it, it's not, doesn't matter whether it's J&J, AstraZeneca, Moderna, uh, Pfizer. They all make your body make a spike protein. That spike protein binds to a tumor suppressor gene family, P53. It also binds to the breast cancer gene, BRCA, and the ovarian cancer gene, BRCA. We know that spike protein can induce cancer pathways, period. It's happening. Cancers are on the increase across the board, lymphomas, leukemias, blood cancers, because that spike goes to the bone marrow. The lipid nanoparticle carries the mRNA to your dividing stem cells because it doesn't stay in the arm. It can go into any cell in your body and it turns that cell into a spike factory. It inhibits the ability for your DNA to repair itself. It binds to uh, our mitochondria, destroys the energy of our brain cells, destroys the energy of our liver cells, destroys the energy of any cell it gets into. Your own immune system attacks those cells. So a lot of people have arthritic pain, muscle pain. It's because those cells are being attacked by your own immune system because they're expressing this foreign spike protein. That spike protein causes mechanisms of cancer in many people. And I've been seeing that in the lab. I've been having it confirmed by oncologists, radiologists, radiation oncologists, pathologists all around the world as I travel. It is happening. It's on the uptick. Our military database showed it until our Department of Defense illegally froze that database and hit the data. Um, This is a crime against humanity. We're using a dangerous product on humanity that is harming the human cells, that is harming the human body, that is harming our hormones, that is harming our reproductive organs, that is harming any organ where that that protein lands period. Hmm. 
Wow. Yeah. Well, that ex- it explains the spike. Yeah, I mean, and it's not like, and that there's a big difference between getting the injection and having your body constantly churning out these spike proteins for an, an infinite amount of time. We don't even know when it stops yet. At least several months at the, at a minimum. And then getting COVID and having your body make short order of clearing the virus from your system and building immunity to it on a broad spectrum. The big difference, the problem is the consistent manufacture of these spike proteins. That's what the problem is. It's, it's and, and that's, and, that, and we're just talking about the injections. We're not just talking about past infection, the spike, in, the spike protein that was, you know, no. sewn, sewn into the, the virus itself. No, no, because your body clears that relatively quickly. You know, how sick were you? How, how long were you sick for? Four or five days? Yeah, I would say. Yeah, you're not you're not your body's not consistently producing that protein over and over and over again for five, five, six months. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's not in every one of your cells either. Like your your cells aren't producing spike protein after you've cleared covid. You're done with it. It's it's done. This is a consistent your body turns into a manufacturing facility for spike protein that they told us was so horrible for us from the beginning. Just terrible. Yeah, it is. I can't. I can't. I, I just I see more and more. And it's like, God, when are you people going to open your eyes? And then you've got New York still stripping jobs away from people. It's unbelievable to me. Unbelievable. Um, oh, by the way, did you see the uh, in Alex Berenson's case? No, I didn't see anything about it. We're actually getting to the point where um, the courts are starting to, to hold the social media companies accountable. Alex Berenson posted about a case that went up to the appeals, um, the appeals court. And hold on, I'm trying to find it because it just popped into my head because Alex Berenson was banned from Twitter for telling the truth about COVID for the most part. Um, And here, here it is, here it is, here it is. First of all, we have this uh, new study proving Geert Vandenbosch was right all along. With immune imprinting and suppression causing variants. I always had a feeling he'd be right. Yeah. Well, didn't we pray he wasn't, though? <laughs> Why, we always, oh, yeah, absolutely. But he spoke. He had, he had such a resume and he spoke with such uh, solemn authority on the issue that I'm like, oh, no, how can he be wrong? Yeah, it says the above analysis suggests due to immune imprinting, BA5 breakthrough infection caused significant reductions of diverse epitope diversity an increased proportion of non-neutralizing antibodies, which in turn concentrated immune pressure and promoted the convergent RBD evolution, meaning it, it because of immune imprinting and a breakthrough infection with the vaccine, the, the virus was able to mutate in a terrible way. And you know what still remains true to this day is that the people that are getting very seriously ill from COVID are not the unvaccinated. I'm sorry. It, it's just... And it's not because there's more people that are vaccinated than unvaccinated. And it's not, it's because you guys have destroyed your immune system, sadly, and you need to do something to try to fix it. Like get on some ivermectin or go to flccc.com and they have a whole post-vaccine treatment protocol. So have, have those protocols, um, are these still just, um, is, is there any kind of study or... They're, understanding of, of how these protocols actually work. Are they just um, shots in the dark at this point or are, are, are people seeing good results with them? So 
what they're trying to do is take what they know about how COVID works and then apply it to an I recover post-vaccine treatment protocol. Like, you know what the first thing in their first line therapy is, Frank? What? Intermittent daily fasting. Huh. Well, I mean, that, that is, that's just because it triggers uh, cellular autophagy and it, it gets you to start cleansing. The cell cleanses itself, purges itself uh, toward the end, especially when it has, the body has ex- expended all of its glucose reserves for energy. You just start going into a cleansing cycle. So I, I can see how that would, that would work. So that's number one. And you know what? That, when's the last time you heard a doctor recommend that you fast? Depending on what doctor you go to. <laughs> but these are doctors that probably never would have recommended that in the past. I just right. never. Then there's um, something called, uh, believe it or not, it's called spermidine. I'm going to move this over. Why am I doing that? Okay. Um, then they have ivermectin on there daily for four to six weeks. Um, low dose naltrexone. Mel- is, that like a, is that like a 0.4 dose or 0. 0.6? 0. 0.2 to 0. 0.3. Okay. So less than a full. Yeah. Moderating physical act- activity. Um, keep your heart rate under 110 beats per minute. Um, okay. Melatonin, aspirin, vitamin C orally, 1,000 oh. milligrams four times a day. Oh, my gosh. Have you seen the new New York Presbyterian commercials yes. for myocarditis? Yes. 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 Hold on. I'll play it. I have it right here. Here. The fact that this is normal. No, hold on. I'll stop it. Why won't it stop? Stop it. Sorry. Yeah, they're treating it as though it's something that always happens. This is normal, but you get you get your you get a hole burned into your head if you go to CVS and you have a cough. Everybody looks at you as if it's the, uh, you know, the invasion of the body snatchers. I, there's a story that just came out. This woman, it's it's anecdotal, but the, the, this person was at some pharmacy. Everyone was lined up to get their booster. The person got the booster, collapsed to the ground, had to be taken out by ambulance, and everybody still got it. Wouldn't you run off that line if you saw that shit? <laughs> Tracy, Tracy, for those that this is real, I, I mean, you have to understand something. There's a lot of very impressionable people in this country, in this world, who are already prone to taking their hands off the wheel and saying, somebody else drive, please. But... If you had an extra five billion dollars to give to your friends in in, you know, in some pharmaceutical uh, industry or whatever the hell it is, if you put five billion dollars and and paid off your friends in government and the FDA to assert to the American public that drinking urine will regrow hair or something like that, you will have tens of millions Tens of millions sloshing through their own pee by the end of the day. Really sad. Here. But one day I had a stomach ache so bad I didn't want to do anything. The team at New York Presbyterian said it was actually my heart. It was severely swollen. Something called myocarditis. But doctors gave me medicines and used machines to control my heartbeat. They saved me. So now I can become the next great fashion designer. Stay amazing, it says. No, that that is that is I don't care what kind of happy go lucky music they play. That is a that is horror. That's horror genre genre right there. Especially when you know what they're cut, what they're using to cover up 
with this, well, this thick layer of crap. Right on that, right on par with that. Listen to this nurse. Honey Bittner, I came before you guys a year ago. I'm a nurse, or at least I was, at Rady Children's in the cardiovascular intensive care unit oh, until Nathan and his misinformation pandemic caused me to lose my job. I took care of those children who came in with myocarditis after the vaccine. And I talked to the doctors because I was a charge nurse saying, why aren't we reporting these to theirs? Who is going to report these to theirs? It was an unspoken thing that we were not allowed to talk about openly on the unit. I've worked for 13 years in this community, taking care of some of the sickest patients. The day before I was taken away from my position, I was actively giving compressions to a child, pushing Abby, pushing calcium into his veins to keep him alive. And we did. And he went home. And yet, I was ridiculed by those who were supposed to be my colleagues and my friends. I am the face of your misinformation campaign, Nathan. I am the one who lost my career in pediatric cardiovascular ICU care. I took care of children who had COVID. I never got COVID in the hospital. I tested twice a week. I wore my PPE because I loved my job. And I loved this community. Jeez. Now, who's Nathan? Nathan is the town supervisor. Who, I guess, or the county commissioner who, uh, who put this policy in place to, to fire anyone who could be dare speaking out against. I just can't even do anything but laugh anymore. I, I can't like who it, it's, it's the biggest crime against humanity. It, I, I can't. I, oh gosh. Unto, uh, untold, untold devastation that it's untold. How many, this is why people are running from everything, including the polio vaccine now. They want no, to know. Yes. No, I, I mean, listen, why I to see the, the, the way that people have coalesced around something that is so obviously toxic uh, that, to, to see how they've coalesced around that makes you wonder what is not so obvious. And I just they destroyed everything. I just I, I will never, ever like I do not trust doctors. I don't trust them. I don't trust. I have to interview doctors like I'm interviewing someone to take care of my children. Background checks. <laughs> Freaking, you know, like, I, I mean, I don't I don't trust the medical profession anymore. And Peter McCullough talks about this all the time. Dr. McCullough, yeah. he, he talks about this all the time and he never has a good answer for what we're going to do to fix that. Um, other than these like underground networks of doctors who know what the hell they're talking about that are forming, you know. Mm-hmm. You got to find one through referral and, you know, hope for the best. They are out there. But like, I'm never going to have it. It reminds me of the story when I went in to get a uh, surgery a couple of years ago and the anesthesiologist comes in and he pulls a little syringe out of his pocket 
And he goes to put it in my, my IV. And this was before COVID. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> like, what are you doing? You're just medicating me with something. You're not telling me what it is. And he thought that that was the craziest question that anybody could possibly ask him. And then when he told me what it was, I was like, well, what could the side effects of it be? Is it necessary? Blah, blah, blah. Like, and he's like, informed consent. Not he didn't say it out loud, but like most patients don't ask questions. They just let doctors do what they do and they they don't ask questions. It's like the time I went in for a skin check and they tried to give me medicine that would hurt my liver for no reason. Yeah, now you wonder why hundreds of thousands of people die from uh, pharmaceuticals and medical malpractice every year. And it's probably not. And, and so much of that is probably things that are considered or start off by being routine. Something that, as you said, is just done and um, nobody asks questions and it's just part of the, the natural order of things. I don't know. Um, are, are you ever getting a shot ever again? No, no. To be honest, no, I'm not. But here's the problem. I, I have other worries. Like, I can't control if my ad, ad, abdomen explodes. I, I mean, maybe I can. I'm always going to try to do the best I can. But what, what happens if, God forbid, and I pray all the time just to keep me healthy, and I won't leave the house ever again. I don't care. You know what the funny but, thing is? I don't care either. <laughs> but, but here's the thing, you know. What if you, me, or any member of this audience has to, in a very unexpected way, go under uh, and, and have, a, have a procedure done that you actually really do need. Um, I'm, I wish, it's, I almost want to be able to nominate a spotter to, have, to be in the room to make sure that nobody sticks a needle into my leg while I'm there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're out. I mean, like. And then yeah, what? I know you can't trust that, that they're, you can't even trust them not to give you something that you don't want. Well, you no. know, Alex Stein, 99. Yeah. He had a thing. He put a thing up. They killed his mom in the hospital, I guess, at Baylor. And that's why he decided to do all the stuff that he does now to, like, avenge her death because they killed her in, with medical with a medical treatment. And at the end of the video, it's like a hidden camera of him telling the doctors, I told you not to give her this and you did it anyway. See? See? Like, so I would ha- never I'm leave so the happy. bedside of somebody that, that I would never leave the bedside. I'm so happy my mother maintained consciousness throughout the entire time she was in the hospital in in June and that even there even there when they were pushing the shot on her she just politely politely declined I'm so I I said mom you don't do not take anything they give you when as it comes to vaccines for this especially since you're already here supposedly and you're almost on the other end of it and do not take anything called remdesivir don't take this Paxlovid stuff don't take anything. Take the potassium, take the IV, and just re- politely refuse everything. And she listened. Yes. Thankfully, she did. She's, she's like I told you, she's one of two of Aurora's seven grandchildren that didn't touch this stuff. Say that again? Aurora has seven, oh, I'm sorry, seven <laughs> grandparents. Yes. Sorry. No, Aurora, she, the, Aurora has been, uh, yeah, she's been, she's been busy repopulating the earth. <laughs> so she Aurora produced, has seven grandparents produced, and two of them did not take the shot. As she has saying. seven grandparents and two of them did not take the shots. My grandmother uh, did, but that's the only living grandparent I have. Um, and she will not be having any more. Oh, um, my uncle listens to the show sometimes. Hi, uncle. If you're listening, <laughs> he, can, told, he takes care of my grandma. So. 
I told Skip toward the end. It was probably about two two weeks before he died, and um, they had found a blood clot in his left leg. Now, when, I understand what people are thinking, and I was thinking it too. But the other thing is there too. When you are bedridden like this for so long, um, blood clots are just part and parcel of the game as well. Yes. So I, I'm I'm I, everything's going through my mind. Uh, turns out they say that a blood clot actually was the one thing that killed him of in all- his heart. In his heart. Amazing. Um, 80% cardio. I don't forget what the, the, the artery was. 80% blood. I, I, don't, I don't know. I really don't believe it. I don't believe anything. But I remember telling him a couple of weeks before he died when they put the, the clot catch in his leg. The because filter, they, yeah. Yeah, they had to put a filter in there because they couldn't. He's on dialysis. They can't thin his blood. And um, so I said, I said, Skip, you only had to take the damn shots because of your, your – uh, your uh, job, no more boosters. And if they offer you anything else, do not take anything. He said, okay. So <clears throat> I know he had to take the shot to be able to k- take one of his bad kidneys out in December, 2020. And that's the thing we talked about the other day with yeah. the organ donors, organ transplants are, are failing because of it. And they're forcing you to get, this is so asinine. Yeah. How could I it just I can't. There is one issue, Frank, forget political corruption and all the bull crap. We're de- this one issue. I can never it's it's global. It is not just here. It is a global crime against our race, the human race. It is a global crime against humanity on a. This is just on a scale that has never, ever been seen before. How many people look all these healthy people just dropping dead while riding their bike down the street? teenagers playing sports dying what the hell man i know i know god and it never it doesn't stop especially the teenagers it just doesn't stop it's not going to it's terrible gosh i you know if we could only have gotten it even if we could have gotten to the parents maybe they still wouldn't have listened you know i have family members that didn't listen to me It, it breaks my heart every day Every time I meet somebody and they're like, oh, I've got COVID, but I got the vaccine. I'm like, I told you going to the uh, pediatrician's office a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it was like Grand Central Station in the in the next in the uh, in the next rooms over. And and of course, the people working there were were ecstatic because you can tell that they're true believers like this male nurse. He was just the most happy. He was seemed like a very pleasant guy. But it's just one more for Pfizer programmed oh it was just you know um i wasn't gonna play any of this but it's it's crazy because jim brewer was on glenn beck and um i'm still waiting i'm trying to get him on the show frank i'm really trying jim brewer yeah oh man no i've tried i got i got in touch with him once and it sounded like he was he was on for it and then i don't know same here he told me a date that i have to get back with him it's the third time i've talked to him so i'm gonna keep trying because he he let's see i'll play a little bit of it here it is i was performing at um the stress factory in new jersey i was living in new jersey and everything was closed so no one could work and then even when it was sort of coming back still comedians couldn't work entertainers weren't working um my friend Vinny, he calls me out he's like hey i got i because everyone's also trying to figure out how to beat the system oh we we're going to put a tent in the street. <laughs> People doing anything to make a business. He had a tent outside. 
which was hilarious because it was behind a, a parking lot. Mm -hmm. uh, so every once in a while, I'd be doing a show and you hear. <laughs> Coming in for the closer and um, competing against the Harley for 20 minutes. Or, <laughs> or I would be out there and I'd hear, we'd hear a couple yelling at one another. And then I'd have to pull the banner like, is everything all right? Like, so, but during that time, it was full-blown, you got to wear a mask at the, at the, when you check in. And when you walk in, you got to wear a mask. But when you sit down, you can take it off. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Danger. Safe. Danger. Safe. That's what the CDP says. And we should all listen to everything they say. Dr. Fauci. Yeah, you stand and put it on. If you sit and take it off. <laughs> wow. 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 Um, so I would work out there and, you know, I'd compare everything as Nazism because that's, hey, you taught me in school what they did. They taught you to snitch on one another. Well, guess what? If you see people or children in your neighborhood, if you just change the accent now, it's just, what's the I difference? Know. You put on a little, you know, the little little happy dress and they're like if you see anyone outside they're a danger to society and you care about your family and children don't you you call the local authorities you had mayors despicable disgusting they're not human they're disgusting and they should be held accountable all of them every single last one of them every mayor every governor that shamed you, terrorized you, tore your family apart, made you lose your job, divided everybody. That was the most disgusting display of humanity. And these are the people that are controlling my life and your life that they're taking my money from and doing whatever they want with it. I don't have a choice where my taxes go. So that time, that's how I saw it. I saw it as a complete takeover. And then in, in my own house, you know, these kids are all indoctrinated. So the kids are like, dad's crazy. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, your father's putting up. And I, I saw what they were going through. I had nieces. You know, I had my daughter come up to me and a niece that I love said, uh, dad, is everything cool? Because everyone thinks you're, you know, mm -hmm. you're making wacky videos. And... I understand why it happened, but that's why I had to get that out there. And no one was talking about it. Everyone was still like, I, I didn't, I felt we're at war. A hundred percent. This is war. However you want to describe it. It's a war in your, it's a war in your common sense. It's a war on the control of your life. It's the war on your spirituality, it's the war of your conscious and your mind. And it's not a game. It's real. And unfortunately, humanity doesn't believe that evil exists. And boy, does it exist. It does. And you'd be horrified when you realize where they're all located. And I'm not sure 
he gets it. Oh, he does. Yeah, I've. Uh, yeah, he gets, he and he goes deep too. He does. He he goes way beyond just you know. Oh, let's tell some jokes about them forcing us to wear masks. Oh, it's just and it goes beyond COVID too. He gets. Um, Jim Brewer has in in recent years just in watching him because I, I guess that's the other good thing about where where media is that um, people are people create their own their own kind of networks based on their personality and they go out and and they they do these shows and I have seen Jim Brewer get so much more introspective. You never thought, you know, going back yep, to yep. going back to the years of Goat Boy and the Pesci impressions and all that stuff on on uh, SNL and Half Baked and all that. You, you growing up, you just never. You thought he was a stoner. You never equate Jim Brewer to depth. No, and you know another big part of it is what he's going through with his wife. I don't know if you know. Yes. So I mean, his wife yeah. has cancer, and she's been fighting it, and it, it's just he's been very much open and raw. And these are the people we need because there were so many, like even Joe Rogan. I'm sorry, you know he's got his issues. Trust me, I understand. But the what he's done to open the hearts and minds of so many people because he's brave enough occasionally to bring people on to say what we all know is true. It's been it's been a a game changer. And, you know, reading even reading the comment sections now, like in different support groups, they're they're shutting down Facebook support groups for vaccine injured people. I saw some support groups in the hundreds of thousands in membership. And those people rely on each other to survive. They don't have anyone else who understands they can't talk to their family. They can't talk to anybody because they are considered crazy if they say that what they're dealing with is from the vaccine. It is absolutely mind blowing to me. So I'm trying to get anybody I know who is in a group like that to get them to an alternative platform. We already laid the foundation for everybody. Use it. It doesn't matter what your politics are. See, that's the thing. We don't care what what where you end up on the spectrum of of political persuasion. Okay, we're trying to save humanity. (laughs) It doesn't matter to me if you're a Democrat. You know how many Robert Kennedy Jr., Del Bigtree, guess what? Far left or used to be anyway, left leaning. They're they're now so many people have been like, wait a second, this isn't right. And it's just it's truth versus authoritarianism at this point. It's freedom versus authoritarianism. There's no in between. Mm. Even even if you thought you were a, quote, progressive, if you're honest with yourself, you're seeing what's going on here and you know that that's not the right way to be because it's those policies that got us to where we are right now. And this pandemic will go down in, in history. I don't, whatever the population is and cause you know, uh, fertility is on the decline now and they tried to do it with soy Frank, but that didn't re- really work all that well. So now they moved on to, you know, a compulsory freaking medical treatment. Yeah. I don't yes. know. How, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They know. You think the people of Presbyterian who made that video don't know what they're doing? Yes. No, they know. They know the, what they're doing. But um, I think that, at least for some, maybe there are others that are going along with it that are shaking their head quietly. The people who are working the floors, the, you know, the nurses with integrity, all of them, uh, who just, just want to try to put a best effort forward but see that things are going south and, and what's going on is you know deplorable. They probably go home and cry themselves to sleep. Yeah, and then but, they get fired. Yeah, but there are others who have blinders on, and that there are others who uh, uh, need 
need to believe that they're doing the right thing because they know that they're complicit and they don't want to believe otherwise, even though they understand. And then there has to be a, a top, top, tippy top that understand everything completely. And this is just purely a cover up. Let's get it out. Let's get out in front of it. Let's embrace this myocarditis thing and act like it's always been a thing. And that it's uh, and that not only is it normal, but our facility that did this to people, our, you know, our facilities and our offices that did this to people are the only ones equipped to help people now. So there, there's 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 probably there's so many layers to complicity and CYA cover your ass behavior. It's I don't know, and it's all a heart. It's all a heartache. Hate to do this. Hate to be so heartbreaking on a Monday. That's OK. We're going to we're going to we're going to wrap it. I know you have to go now because it is 930, but I want to stay on and just talk about something that came across in the uh, in the coffee and covid newsletter, because it is something. Um, but if you want to say goodbye to the audience and, and I'll stick stick on here for a few more minutes and finish up. You, you got it. Ladies and gentlemen, I will see you on Wednesday. what is Wednesday? Wednesday. Yeah. The 21st. Oh, my gosh. It, it, it'll be our first fall show oh yeah oh my gosh yeah our first our first show in autumn 2022 we're already almost all the way through september oh it's over after labor day it's over oh i I mean i mean in in a good way i love the last three four months of the year i love it it's magical just from a a seasonal standpoint holidays um i love it but you have to hold on to dear life because it is you have to hold up the deer life. And we have an election this year. Oh, gosh, I know. And I'm still swimming. We've got 90s all week. So I'm still I'm still swimming. Oh, good for you. Yeah, we don't get we don't get fall until like December. <laughs> we have see that. That's yeah, that's that's another thing I consider. It's 84. It's going to be 84 high today. All right. So that's nice. Well, you yeah, enjoy no. the day and take care of that little lady. Yeah, I'm going to go see what she's doing. Right. She's probably watching Lady in the Tramp. Aw, poor, poor kid. I wish I could just cough for her. I know. Get I all know. the phlegm up. Oh, gosh. All right. I'll see you in a little bit. All right, Frank. Bye. Bye. All right. So I wanted to, to end the show because this this just came. Oop, he's gone. This just came across. Um, the Democrats have gotten their sticky little hands stuck in the face, fake news cookie jar. A TikTok viral video went viral this weekend, which simultaneously illustrated the underhanded tactics of the left rogue deep state government actors, massive funding and the shady NGOs carrying out its demonic agenda, as well as how desperate it's getting. The viral video was posted by a popular TikTok Harvard trial attorney, Preston Moore. He wasn't happy. First of all, since I, as I can assure you, since I'm also a lawyer who posts on social media, serious lawyers are always careful to tell what they believe is the truth, especially online, because their reputation has to be solid in front of judges and juries. A reputation for lying kind of hurts if you're a trial lawyer, not to overlook ethics, of course. Second, on his TikTok channel, Preston has been consistently critical of the former president. He has reportedly posted about his opinion that the FBI has enough evidence to indict President Trump for concealing national defense information, for example. I'm sure this is why they thought it was okay to contact him. They forgot some people care about ethics and telling the truth. Listen to this. I was just offered $400 to make an anti-Donald Trump propaganda post related to the January 6th investigation. That is completely not true. 
I should start out this video by saying I'm not a Donald Trump supporter, so that should give a little bit of context to where I'm coming from. I'm an attorney. I post legal news and analysis on related topics. Okay, here we go with the story. So first thing first, I get an email from somebody with the Good Info Foundation. We'll talk about them a little more in a minute. I'm going to refer to this person as Jane. Jane sent me a message letting me know she represented the Good Info Foundation and that she was willing to offer a paid collaboration to discuss some topics related to January 6th. I said, sure, why not? I'll learn some more. Jane says the Good Info Foundation will give me $400 to make a post on my page and then share it to Instagram. So you see that blue link? All right, here, we're going to follow it. These are the specific requirements in order to obtain that $400 of how I should refer to the January 6th Capitol raid. Number one, I must call this a criminal conspiracy. Number two, I must say Trump Republicans were responsible. Number three. It's not just criminal conspiracy. It's, say, criminal conspiracy, not attempted coup, treason, or insurrection. Do you see where this messaging shift is coming from? Three, I must frame it as an attack on my country, an attack on America or Americans, a criminal conspiracy, and a committed crime. I must attribute the matter to MAGA Republicans. I must make clear that this was ongoing and unresolved. And most importantly, that I must channel all of this unto the manipulation of voter agencies so that I could turn their anger around this event into defiance that would make people more likely to vote in midterms. And the thing that struck me the most was this part where I was told to talk about the aspects of the Trump campaign's plan. And I was supposed to say that the Trump campaign paid literally millions of dollars to make January 6th happen? So I figured, you know, maybe I missed something. So I said, hey, Jane, what is the basis for the claim that the Trump campaign itself paid millions of dollars to make the January 6th siege of the Capitol happen? Jane doesn't answer the question. Hi, Preston. If you don't want to state that in the video, it's fine. You don't have to use all the bullet points provided. So I kept going. Sure, I'm just wondering if there's support for that claim. Jane doesn't answer again. Let me know if you are interested and the rate works for you. Thanks so much. I'm not interested, and the rate doesn't work for me. This is the Good Info Foundation. They boast on their homepage that good information is the lifeblood of a democracy. And guess what? <laughs> oh, coffee and COVID. Oh, Jeff Childers, you. Who are they? The board chairman is Richard Stengel, a former State Department official and MSNBC contributor. And here he is. Oh, you'll be the last question, but I just want to weigh in on that for one second. So... There's another word for master narratives. It's called history. <laughs> Basically, every country creates their own narrative story. And, and, you know, my old job at the State Department was what people used to joke as the chief propagandist job. We haven't talked about propaganda. Propaganda, I'm not against propaganda. Every country does it, and they have to do it to their own population. And I don't necessarily think it's that awful. And this idea of a, of a, of a uh, cart news cartel... I mean, I, I, I was editor of Time in 2012 uh, during that election. And I remember, you know, you're competing against cartels and everybody. I remember being on a panel with the then editor of the New York Times who said, it's really hard to break through these days. This is the editor of the New York Times saying it's hard to break through. I almost, I wanted to jump off the platform. Like, what's it like for the rest of everybody? So, I mean, there, there's no... I mean, there are cartels, but cartels don't have hegemony like they used to. Mm -hmm. Propaganda. I'm not really a bad. I'm not. I'm, I don't think it's a bad thing. He was chief propagandist, he says. They have to do it to their own population. Have to. $400 per post. 
to propagandize Americans about January 6th and to falsely claim that Trump paid millions to make it happen. They keep on going. They keep on going. Jeff keeps on going. George Soros is involved, of course. They're changing the, mar- the, the narrative from insurrection to criminal conspiracy because they're getting what, ready to lob charges. That it, they're trying to pepper it into people's minds using TikTok influencers because they're trying to prepare the narrative. And they're telling people not to say that it was Trump and his allies, but MAGA Republicans, i.e. weaponizing everyone against the general population. And then make sure you link anger at the criminal conspiracy with voting against Republican candidates. They're trying to influence the election. Unbelievable. Insurrection's not working. He also says here it's a good thing that they have to, if they have to pay influencers $400 per post, they're obviously not seeing a lot of volunteerism. The more expensive it is to pay for this message, the less it must make sense to ordinary Democrats. In other words, media influencers, especially liberal and anti-Trump ones, should be happy to report talking points that were true or popular. And they overreached, pitching their little scheme to someone they didn't know for sure would keep it quiet. So they're either running short of regulars or they're making a huge pre-election push. Finally, he says, here are the issues that the Good Info Foundations appears to highlight as disinformation on its website. I thought you might find them interesting. Vaccine skepticism, January 6th, 5G concerns and election skepticism. He says, I didn't used to be too interested in the whole 5G things, but this gives me pause. I might have to look into it now. And the website also features scary pictures of Steve Bannon and Tucker Carlson. Unbelievable. I also had a bunch of clips from CBS, but we got really carried away on the vaccine stuff, which is important and we will continue to do. Hey, guys, uh, thank you so much for listening today. You've been listening to the Dark Delight podcast with Beans and Frank, who said goodbye already. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday and Friday at 2.30 Eastern time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify and RadioInfluence.com. We will be back here on Wednesday. I'm Jerry Petock, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com.